0: This is Agents Influence Podcast.
1: If you're generating 25 leads a month, but you're losing 15 customers a month because you're not being proactive with renewal quoting or whatever, you're running in quicksand, right? So you might think you're making progress, but in reality, you're not. A lot of times people feel and they think that lead generation, automation, all these buzzwords, they think that's the answer. And it really it's not. It can actually make things worse because you have people that are dumping gallons of water into a bucket that has eight holes in it. They're wasting their time and energy on something that honestly is not helping up. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to
0: help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast, Conversations with Jason Cass. And today I am here with Mr. Chris Lane. Geo, Chris, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Doing
1: real well. Glad to be back.
0: Yeah, I'm glad to be back, too. And uh, so today, Chris and I, well, here's the funny thing. We're actually recording this before Brainshare. Today is uh, Tuesday the 24th, Brainshare being... I guess it's the 30th, 1st, and 2nd, yes, of September into October. And so, but this actually is not coming out till after that because I imagine it's probably mid October, probably the beginning of November is when this is rolling out here. And uh, I'm pretty sure, Chris, it was probably a great time. I don't know. How was yours time at Brainshare?
1: <laughs> oh, It was awesome, man. It's a, it's a great event. I mean, honestly.
0: <laughs> we just
1: already know it, you know? We yeah, already it was know great. it. But yeah, you know, it was, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, and, and here's the deal about this. The the cool thing about brain share everybody is is that Chris is the one who puts it on for us. Like i so me and Anna and Sarah, we have to like put it all together. But like whenever we need money, we go to Chris. We say, Chris, dude, we need some cash. He fucking writes the checks. Oh man, I think I just dropped an F-bomb. I apologize for that. Okay, as you guys could tell, Chris and I are really good friends, so I kind of – my my uh, I feel very open to just – I apologize to my loyal listeners. I've never dropped an F-bomb on the
1: um, thing. I just so, bring please. that out of people, I guess, right? <laughs>
0: I guess so. You and talk to
1: somebody from Philadelphia and all of a sudden you're dropping <laughs> F-bombs. I mean, and I, <laughs> that's my fault, actually. Sorry, loyal listeners. <laughs>
0: So I think by, li- by editors listening right now going, Jason, I could have cut that out. Now you've made it a big deal. I got to leave it in editor. Go ahead and just leave it in there. Just leave it in there. So anyways. Um, so no. So, so for real though, um, it, it, you have been a long time, like literally we were talking, uh, me and Sarah and Anna were talking just the other day about you and insurance agent mobile app. You guys, you guys are two of the sponsors who have just sponsors from the very beginning. And and as the listeners know, we take that sponsorship money and we put it towards this event that's coming up. Um, and that, the Don Cesar, uh, it was an invite only. It was supposed to only be 50 people, Chris. And then the day I opened up registration, 50 Mastermind members signed up automatically. And so it was like, Oh crap! I still have these other thirty people I need to personally invite, mm-hmm. and so uh, so we got up right now. I think we're like right shy at eighty, almost ninety, and that's uh, that's more than I probably wanna, wanted to have. But you know, you got like Nicholas Ayers and Preston Schmidley. You've 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 got some mm-hmm. cats like Billy Williams. Uh, um, you've got you've got people who uh, Chad Spade. You've got people who aren't a mastermind member but are going to be able to give tons of value to, to the event. So I had to, I had to reach out and get those people there as well. So, but anyways, so much about that. We're not, we're not here for that. It's just that, uh, it's kind of ironic that we're recording this before, but yet it's being heard after. So, uh, so Chris, man, I, I was, I've been doing some thinking over the last couple of days about this podcast and like, really, this is really what truly comes to my mind when I summarize everything that I think is that I don't think the industry realizes the impact that you have on it every day. I don't think the industry realizes the, the significance of what you are, the good of what you are, the humbleness of what you are. And I think to all loyal listeners who may know Chris personally or not know him at all, I think you you exhibit the humbleness by how quiet you are, right? You,
1: you, you're okay playing behind the scenes. Am I right about that? For sure, um, I, I kind of have a uh, philosophy. You know, if you if you don't have anything impactful to say, like just don't say anything at all. And it's not that I don't, but there's already so many, I guess, talking heads in in our space, if you will. True. Um, and I, I say that in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I kind of look at it like people have beat me to the punch a few times on certain things, and I really don't want to just add more noise or muddy the waters anymore with my. Opinion. Maybe I shouldn't be like that. Maybe I should be a little bit more assertive. But the, the the reality is, I'm I'm in the foxhole, you know, every day working in and on our you know my company, trying to make it the best possible company that I, I possibly can. So I I honestly it's part of it is I don't have the time to interject into some of these conversations. And then I look back and I'm like, you know, I look at some of the th- the threads on Facebook or wherever the conversation is, and I'm like, I I should have like said something here, but. <laughs>
0: No, that's not you, man. That's not you. And what's great is, is we know, you know, we'll be skimming through the comments, and when we see that Chris chimed in, it's like whoa, you know, we kind of stop and we kind of read, and that's 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 the significance, right? But it's um, it comes out in that in that burst rather than other talking heads like me and many others who are just babbling all the time, and every once in a while something comes out, and then half the time people don't catch it because they're like, oh, he's always talking, so I didn't catch that, right? opposite effect with you Chris but yeah so Chris tell us about uh tell us about advisory evolved uh, a lot of people you know what I, I shouldn't I shouldn't treat you any differently I mean you've been on the, the show before but are you an iPhone or are you a droid user?
1: iPhone although I will tell you that I did I did like cheat on iPhone I got a uh what is this thing? It's a Samsung Note nine Okay. It's massive though, and to the point where I kind of don't like it anymore. I bought it as a work phone because I was doing a lot of demo calls and I didn't want to use my personal number and wasn't at the point where I need like a full blown like VoIP uh, solution yet. Gotcha. So I was like, I'm going to get another phone. And uh, you know, you never know. People break phones, they lose phones. So I'm like, if I you know if I get this, I'll have it as a backup or whatever. But I, I still go back to the iPhone like. I might wander down that, that droid path, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm coming home to that iPhone, baby. (sighs) That was, that was the sound of a
0: fart. If you didn't understand that, (laughs) but anyways, that's anyways. Uh, what
1: is the, (laughs) what is the last app that you downloaded? Uh, the, the very last app I downloaded is, uh, called boosted. So it's a, uh, it's like a controller. I bought a scooter. It's called a Boosted Rev. I I bought a scooter. It was a dumb purchase. But <laughs> I'm like a am like a you know, I'm like a 12-year-old kid at heart sometimes, so I make dumb purchases. I bought a scooter. It goes 25 miles an hour to the point where I need to wear a ridiculous helmet. But this app <clears throat> controls like the speed. It controls a bunch of stuff. It tells you how uh how dead the battery is like when you need to recharge the battery. That's it's cool. kind of like a control board for the for the scooter. So yeah, I'm I'm pushing forty and I'm riding scooters, man. That's how I roll here. Wow, yeah, that's good. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose, Chris? Oh uh, man, that's a great question. Um, I would say that I, uh, I probably hate to lose more than I love to win. That's I don't know. That's your side. That's the Philly in you. Yeah, you know. That's the Philly man. That's the competitive streak. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if there was only two things in the world that that you could say and answer this question, which one would be more than the other? Even if it's one percent more, would you say that it would be what's got you where you are right now—skill or luck?
1: I would say skill, and I don't—I say that in the most humble way. But yeah, I, I would say skill. I think that's what separates people because you could you could be lucky and and then still hit a wall because you don't have the skill set or experience or whatever so that's a really good question i I would say skill though even if it's only like a a 0.25 percent advantage over the other but it's funny
0: i have to say that in that question well both those questions it's 50 50 as far as the little listeners how they answer it some will say luck and they're bound and uh, driven on that and some will say skill and they're bound and driven on that Mm-hmm. The, now the first question: the iPhone and the droid. No, that's like eighty percent. Usually, all the developers and stuff like that have the the droids, but the CEOs, mm-hmm. the executives, they have the iPhones.
1: <laughs> it's just the way that it is. So I guess I'm yeah. And go ahead. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm one of the luckiest people that you'll probably ever meet in many ways. But uh, I, I think that that can. Um, I think that sometimes can run its course and. Even if you get lucky, you, you still, it, it's usually very short lived, right? Like right. you, you, uh, you buy lottery tickets, you spend 20 bucks and you win 30 bucks. And like you feel like you won. And like really, that might be the last time you, you, you hit a lottery ticket in 10 years, right? Yeah, you're right about so, like, that. So luck can be, uh, it can be very powerful, but it can also be very short-lived, whereas I think skill will, helps you play the long game, if that makes sense.
0: No, it does. It does, absolutely. So Advisor Evolved, so what you guys don't know is this is agents influence, obviously, conversations, so these are people that are not inside the agency, but I think, Chris, kind of start us there.
1: You started in the agency before you created Advisory Evolved, right? Yeah, so I was uh, I was like a hybrid. I I was I I ran our insurance agency, but I was also the uh, CMO of our financial services arm. So we were a financial planning firm first and foremost that started a scratch insurance agency. We had a lot of clients, existing clients that we wanted to cross sell into property and casualty and Medicare and a couple other things that we were doing at the time. But so I had sort of a lot of experience from the day to day grind of running an agency, you know, on the phone with with customers, underwriters driving to give people their ID cards because they couldn't get out of their house and didn't have an email address. All the day-to-day stuff that we go through as agents, but also on the marketing side in the financial services space really is where I kind of cut my teeth with a lot of this stuff. And and it was sort of an everyday battle because in the financial services landscape or industry, the compliance situation is not ideal for marketing and especially digital marketing, because it's very hard to track a lot of the stuff and archive a lot of the stuff that you might be doing online with like running ads, Mm -hmm. emails, texting people like that all needs to be archived in the financial space. And it, it creates a very sort of steep hill uh, to climb if you really want to make some progress with your branding and marketing and whatnot. So it's, if you can market yourself in the financial services space successfully, with all of those hurdles, like you can, you can market yourself in any niche or vertical, in my opinion. So I started off sort of in the hardest possible industry when it came to marketing. And we really had to be creative with copywriting. We were doing postcard marketing back in those days. And this is before Facebook ads and everything else that a lot of people are doing now. But at the time that was the major channel that people were using to to get clients. And we were, we became very good at it uh, to the point where a lot of other advisors that were in our Group would hit us up. Hey, can we? What can we see? Your postcard. Can we see this? And so it got got to the point where I kind of have like a little bit of a reputation in uh, in that space, and uh, which was pretty cool at the time. So, but yeah, I, I come from the agency space, and you
0: and you have a computer background, right? And you have a computer background from when you were younger,
1: yeah, yeah. So I went to school for visual communications, which is um, it, it was a mixture of, of a lot of different things, but that's where I cut my teeth with design, like graphic design, Adobe products, video stuff. Like it, it was a little bit of everything. And then as I got, uh, as I got older and started playing around with programming that kind of came later. And so, yeah, it was a lot of self-taught stuff, but also, you know, I did go to school for it. So I I sort of have a legit background more so on the like design, uh, the right brain side of things, if that makes sense. A lot of our programming and stuff, Thankfully, I'm in a position now where we have uh, some programmers and developers and whatnot that can take some of that off my plate. Although I do, I do dive into that from time to time when I have to. But um, a lot of that mm-hmm. I'm I'm able to delegate now to our team internally, which is cool.
0: Well, and then and then what happened was, if I'm correct, somewhere around 2010, 2011, 20. 20- 12, these guys, a bunch of people, especially Ryan Hanley and Jason Cass were bugging you about, Hey, build us a website, man. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, dude, like I, I, I do this. I used to tell me like, I do it from like 10 at night to one run in the morning. Yeah. He's like, so I can only, I only have so much bandwidth, dude. And it was like, man, but I want one of those, you know? Yep. And, uh, but then I guess that, uh, demand grew and that's where you were like, Hey, I could be my own entrepreneur and you created advisory evolved.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, at, at that time, there was really not that much competition in, in, our, in the insurance vertical in terms of digital service providers. The, the one company that was present at that time, I don't know the, the best way to explain this, but they were kind of circling the drain. They got into some issues with breach of contract and a bunch of other stuff. They were sort of taking advantage of agents. And when I saw that, you know, that was kind of like, man, like, this is messed up, you know? And a lot of these mm-hmm. agents didn't know any better and they were like giving them money hand over fist. And I'm like, Lots this is crazy. If there was just one other, if there was just one other option in the space, you know, it could be potentially a pretty, a pretty s- sustainable business. And, and not, not, not just from a money perspective, but I would be serving, uh, you know, our brothers and sisters in the best possible way, which mm-hmm. is what we strive to do every single day. So there was just a big gap that I saw in the marketplace and thankfully with a combination of luck and skill was able to kind of make a little bit of a reputation for myself. And, and here we are today. I mean, it's, it's been a very, uh, it's been a very fun ride.
0: Yeah. Wow. And, and, and you kind of see how he kind of threw that like luck and skill in there. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> I definitely got, I
1: definitely got lucky along the way. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. It's, you know, yeah. when, well, uh, I mean, when
0: you, The cast is a friend. I mean, it's a pretty lucky day.
1: (laughs) There you go, man. No, I mean, it, it, it helped. It definitely helped, you know, early on. I had some people who at the time, I mean, Ryan obviously was probably the biggest Mm -hmm. name or, or personality in our space at that time. And uh, I did some work for him. And then that, you know, word kind of traveled, traveled fast. And that really helped sort of build up, you know, some credibility for us and, kind of, that kind of can compound itself very quickly. And then, you know, like people like yourself and and Nick and uh, a lot of the other folks that are in the, in the agency space that we've helped in some form or fashion, whether it be marketing consulting or actually building out a website or, or what have you. So.
0: Well, yeah. And you know, let's get, let's get truthful here. Um, is that, uh, we had, uh, when, when Chris and I first actually became friends, we were, dude, we, we were friends for like two weeks and then we didn't talk for like a year because we were mad at each other for some shit that we didn't even know about. (laughs) And like, it was crazy because, um, I wrote this book, loyal listeners, as you know, and Chris and I were talking about being in it. And then Chris, um, I think it had to do with, I didn't know if you were going to be advised to evolve dead or something like that. And so I didn't put you in the book, but then I guess the way this industry is, somebody told Chris some wrong stuff and Chris accused me. We came out and they're like, dude, don't we love each other? And we did. We <laughs> hugged and it was a big bromance. I think it was in North Carolina and some shit like that. But Man, why do I keep cussing? I apologize. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I am so sorry, loyal listeners. It's but the funny like, thing. I guess. Oh my goodness. Man, if so, I bring
1: that out of people, that's that's <laughs> that's worrisome. I have to figure no, it life out. I figured my life out. No,
0: I actually think it's a good thing. It just kind of shows once again the, the 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 friendship here, the comfortableness. But yeah. So no, that was actually the truth. And that was god that was back that was back in 2013, 2014. But yeah, since then, man, we've been and we've been through a lot and we've seen this industry change. And oh my gosh, has it changed? Yeah. Zig Ziglar said, you pull it, put the frog and it jumps in, uh, put it in boiling water. It'll jump right out. But if you turn the, put the bro- frog in the yeah. water and slowly turn it up, it'll cook itself, man. You know, I used to say, if you would pluck me out of a- 29 1995 in the insurance industry and dropped me into 2010 how much of a difference that would be man Mm -hmm. i would say if you plucked me out of 2015 and dropped me in 2019 now it's just like it's going so fast and integrations and and it's finally you know what here here, this is this is this is good news um chris i was at back in uh march or april i was at the ivan's um a board meeting that we were having. And it was mm-hmm. really kind of crazy because Ivan's was asking us the things that they need to do to stay uh, relevant. And they said, if they continue to do what they're doing in the next three to five years, that they are going to be out of business themselves. I mean, it really came from them that way. And and they know that they're going to be in business, but this is their way of spurring their team to say, Hey, we've got, we got to do something about this. Right. And mm-hmm. so what was amazing is I've went there for probably 10 years. Sat on the, the board since 2012, 2012, 2013, somewhere around there, because it was right around when Ivan's bought it or uh, applied bought it. But, anyways, so their their mentality used to be: there's that young kid over there, and there's Keith Savino over there. They talk a lot, and you know, they're really pushing the industry, but they need to. It was almost like I was being uh, rude because I was being so forward-thinking. And my thought was at the time, Chris, was. If these people aren't willing to get on the train, we, the train needs to go. We can't just keep a, a bending an industry and molding an industry to these people who aren't the connected generation, right? Who don't understand technology and digital marketing and understand the consumer behavior, blah, 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 and all that. Yep. Now it's different. Now, this year, they basically said the train's leaving. We've come to the point in time where people are going to get on this board or they're not. And I mean, and for once it was refreshing and I'm really seeing that as an industry. It's kind of like, hey, not to be rude or anything, but we've been telling you about this now for five, six, seven years about this is leaving and the train is leaving. What's your thought on all that how the industry looks right now?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it went from like zero to 60 in like quick one year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there was no technology Provide, well, not only say no, but there were very few technology providers. You know, the word automation didn't exist. The word data didn't exist. You know, the word, um, what, integration, API, like no one was talking about any of that stuff. And all of a sudden now there's like a flood of technology vendors in our industry, I think, to the point where it's starting to become, I don't know, maybe... Uh, it's distracting in my opinion. There's a lot of shiny object syndrome out there. You know, people will jump from one program to the other and one to the other and one uh, strategy to the other. And, you know, everybody is, uh, it seems like everybody has their their hand in the pot from like a tech space perspective, which, you know, I get For, for so long, there was this gaping hole, right? Where people weren't doing anything. So it's a good thing. I think at the end of the day, it does, in my opinion, cause a lot of, confusion. And there's a lot of, you know, muddied waters with, with technology. Now people, they sign up for, for some program, they pay X amount of dollars a month and they use 5% of what it can do and then complain that it doesn't work. And it's because a lot of agency owners don't have the time and the, the tech savviness to really get the most out of all of these tools at their disposal. And, you know, that part of that problem, I think is because there's just so much stuff coming at them. There's so much there's so many conversations, there's so many tools, there's so many places now where, you you know, there's chatter. I mean, there's like 50 Facebook groups now for insurance agencies. I feel like there was like one or two or three a couple of years ago. And there's just a lot of fragmentation of information in our space and Mm -hmm. fragmentation of tools. And yeah, so Mm -hmm. it's good and bad. Like we're moving forward. I, I still think we're moving forward as an industry, but I think the pathway is just very jumbled right now and uh i guess maybe that it has to get it has to get bad before it gets good i I don't know maybe hopefully that's the case
0: hello loyal listeners hey are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client maybe you maybe not Don't settle for less. Do more with MBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. No, it is. And I know what you're saying. I, I think a lot of people do. And, you know, to be honest with you, as far as information as a whole, though, in the as you were talking, I was thinking about this. Like, that's, that's kind of how it is. Like, I think I was... <laughs> Loyal listeners, hold hold me to this. I'm pretty darn close, but I think the most watched television show of all time, it had like the record was broke three times in a row like within a year and a half back like in 80, 81 and 82 or something like that. So, so loyal listeners, check me out on this. Believe me, I love it, Chris. When I say this kind of stuff, boom, they'll, they'll hit me on emails, cracks me up and I love it. I really do. Cause like by the time this thing comes out, I totally forget like that. I asked that question. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. But anyways, on the, um, I think mash the, the season premiere of mash Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, Oh my
1: gosh! Oh, I, think oh. I, I think I know what you're going to say. When, I, so I've I've heard this before. When I think, Jr.
0: Or oh, Jr. was killed on Dallas, so the first year, first season after that, and then I think it was Princess Diana getting married or something like that. But if mm-hmm. you look back, there was like three or four channels. And then after yep. that, 82, 83, 84, something is when cable came out, all this difference, fragmentation. And now we have people who think our ex-president is Muslim all because they're part of a Facebook group, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's exactly. like it's retar- – sorry, it's not. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, yep. so so, anyways, I think that that's how it is, right? And, and I think that's a problem with – I keep saying somebody's going to come out with a system that's all in one for me. And when I say all-in-one, like bank accounts, almost like my phone is, right? My phone is this all-in-one system. And, but still, I still have so many different areas and so many areas that don't work together. Now, I get it. I'm going to give it time. I was reading Daniel Burris, um, the futurist, and he's telling, saying and preaching hardcore that 5G is going to change the world in ways in the next two years in ways that we never thought possible. And Daniel Burris is a pretty smart guy. He has written books for thirty years, and he's pretty right on what he says. And and I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be unbelievable in some of that. Yep. Chris, let me ask you this: You've been, I heard some some talk on the inside of the second best Facebook group, which is that advisory <laughs> bond. <ball. laughs>
1: there you
0: go yeah no joke but anyways so
1: so (laughs) i'll take a second i'll take a second
0: (laughs) see that's you see see that's you (laughs) so anyways um no but there's a big a big talk because you put something in there that you were developing some software then some stuff came about and 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 is there i know you have to be limited on what you can say i respect that Mm -hmm. but but you want to you want to elaborate on that a little
1: yeah, yeah. So I was approached by someone a couple of weeks back. And, and to preface the conversation for the last, I guess, six months or so, five or six months or so, I've been I was putting together a sort of an automation tool that combined a lot of the functionality of uh, a lot of the other apps that people are using for lead generation, follow up, client retention stuff When you look at our industry and all all the different tools that people are using, I think someone posed this question in Nick's group the other day. Like, what CRM are you using for X? And there was like 20 different answers, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of overlap in the tools that people mentioned. Active Campaign has sales pipelines. Well, so does Pipedrive, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. And I know people that are paying a monthly subscription for both of those tools, right? So it's like a lot of people don't realize that they they some they do some of the same thing, and you could probably get away with one right. or the other, right? And so there's a lot of confusion in the space, really. But um, so I was working with another development team that had an existing CRM that we were going to layer some of our tech on top of, and then add in some other additional services. And then so I'm approached by this company. And, uh, we're talking and they're like, Hey man, like, would you, we're not an insurance agency. Would you be still open to doing uh, website development? Like we've heard a lot of good things. We know a lot of, we have a lot of, you know, we've seen a lot of your mutual customers over the couple last couple of years. I said, yeah, no problem. We get on the call and I'm like, so what do you guys do? And there's, I'm not at liberty to say a whole lot of stuff, but you kind of know from what I posted in my group you know, we have a conversation and basically what they're creating is like identical to not identical. It's, it's actually better, but it's does a lot of the same things that we, I was planning on doing. So I'm like, I'm like being super nice. Like, obviously I'm like, that's awesome. But in my mind, I'm in my mind, I'm like crying, right? Because their, their tech was further along than mine. And on top of that, uh, supporting software is very, it's very hard. It's it's something that a lot of times people overlook. When you get just 20 to 30 users, you're gonna get multiple emails per day to the point where it's going to become a full-time job to manage manage that support. You know, it and that's what I've seen it happen. It's happened with Advisor Evolved. I mean, we have pretty much two full-time support people that handle a lot of incoming, you know, support requests. So Bottom line was, you know, I said this is this sounds really cool. You know, I think our industry needs a tool like this that is, you know, easy to use that combines a lot of the functionality of a lot of the other tools that people are using and all in one sort of dashboard. And on top of that, it's built for insurance agents, whereas my tool was more of sort of a general uh, automation sort of service that really any any industry or vertical could use. And we were, I was planning on, and I still may do this. Using it in other industries, other verticals, like we, we will probably eventually go into other verticals with our, our service model, but I think it's going to be a game changer. And like, I'm not the type of person like, you, you know, me by now, I'm not the type of person that recommends stuff or, or endorses stuff unless I unless I trust the, the the process and trust the people behind it and like the direction and a lot of it has to do with the, the the team behind it like they're legit and they're good people they're trying to fill a hole just like I was several years ago with advisor evolved and um, I think the tool will be I think it's going to be very well received and it's you know when you look at the current landscape of technology and especially in the automation space and and we all know the sort of current state of the agency management space as it relates to automation and integrations and whatnot. And it's really sort of a sad state of affairs, right? I mean, you you have some really big companies and some new, you know, up and coming companies that, and I'm not, I, I don't mean this in any negative way, but like you hear things, you hear people talking about what it could potentially do and what they do. And like a lot of times stuff doesn't work the way that it's promised or marketed. Right. And so And I hope that's not the case with like some of these big tools that are coming out. But it's just one of those things where I think it's one of those to each his own kind of things, right? Everybody's going to have their favorite tool. I don't know that you can say that one is better than the other. I think it just depends on what the agency's objectives are. And the one sort of overarching thing that I would tell anybody, and, and we have this conversation almost on a daily basis when people come to us and ask us, about lead generation and automation and software and all these different tools. And like the, the one overarching answer that I give people is like before you worried about marketing or tying a bunch of all these tools together. And before you worry about lead generation, you really need to have a strong backend process in your agency. In other words, if you're generating 25 leads a month, but you're losing 15 customers a month, because you're not being proactive with renewal quoting or whatever you're running in quicksand right so you might think you're making progress but in reality you're not and so a lot of times people feel and they think that lead generation automation all these buzzwords right like they think that's the answer and really it's not it can actually make things worse because you have people that are dumping gallons of water into a bucket that has eight holes in it and it's you know, they're wasting their time and energy on something that um, honestly is not helping them.
0: You are so right, dude. So right. So right. And that is something actually I've really never talked really huge about. You preach about this. Uh, Nicholas preaches about this. Preston preaches, preaches about this, that uh, you, people don't have lead problems. They have process problems. And, and whenever you get more leads, you're only going to amplify the problem. Exactly. And so and 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 so a lot of people they end up getting the leads but they don't have a process to follow up or any of that and you've always been so big in that Chris and one of the things you've always talked about is um, you've always hit this drum as guys, you guys are always trying to chase the the new shiny object. You just need to stay focused on what you are, you know, and what yeah. you're doing and, and pick something and be and ride that horse. And you have, and that's, that's doesn't, that doesn't sound any fun, Chris. I like spending no, no. money and wasting time <laughs> and trying new things. Right. But that's yeah. so true what you're saying though. Right. Yeah. It's just, it goes against, it's one of those things, right? Eat broccoli because it's healthy for you. I know it tastes bad, but it's the right thing, right? This is the way yeah. it is. Pick one thing and write it. Whether you like it or not, just be that. So yep. I think I it, it, that, that really hits home. So so let me ask you, you don't have to answer. I'm just mm-hmm. Jason Cass asking questions. Are these these people who are creating this program, are they agents who now have created this or are they an outside vendor? Outside. Okay, so they've really just studied then the insurance model to make sure that they're putting together these tools. Then, yes. Okay, cool yep. beans, cool beans. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's oh, I've, I've vetted that that part very hard. The development side, the team side, support, all of that, because a lot of these tech companies they they're fly by night. They come and go. They mm-hmm. promise all this cool stuff, and then it doesn't work the way. And then you know a year later, they kind of drop off. And they lose a bunch of users and stuff. And so. Yeah, I, I like I would have never said anything about it if I didn't feel very strongly about it. And the the fact that I've shelved my own product or service for it, it also is <laughs> kind of yeah. a big deal. Like I, you know, every day I wake up and I'm like, uh, sh- should I have done that? Or, you know, was that the right move? And I, you know, at the end of the day, it is because the tool is going to be better. Um, and quite frankly, they'll be able to support it much better than I probably would have, at least in mm-hmm. the beginning.
0: Are they so, a new yeah. company to the industry, or are they already a vendor in the industry?
1: New and old. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going right. to throw no, some cool. curveballs at that's you. That's cool.
0: That's cool. That's cool. No, I like it. I like it. Uh, new you new and
1: you, new and old.
0: But you don't yeah. you don't have to answer at all if you don't want to. So I yeah. appreciate it. So, yeah, no, and I'm
1: I, by no means am I trying to be like weird or shady or no. secretive or anything like no. that. But you know, the, their their message to me was, you know, we we kind of want to lay low until we have some things cleaned up on on our side of things and we're ready to kind of take it to uh take it to market so
0: right yeah. you know and that's the same thing how it was with neon is that neon mm-hmm. i mean it's not like unless like seth says i'm not trying to hide anything from anybody sure. but right now i'm just going to cause more questions and mm-hmm. and and really you know seth even says it what what he would have told you a year ago is different than what he's telling you now yeah. so so that that's going to be a really interesting part now real yep. quick did they did they have any eta on their go-to-market
1: no no no, no. And, and i you know that was i was hesitant about saying even saying anything but no. the it's relatively far along it's software development man is is a complete it's a bear like yeah. mm-hmm. and and you know seth would probably speak to this i mean anybody who's who writes code or does any kind of software development i mean you you think you have a stable product and then you get five people to test it and break it and you realize okay we can't go live next week we we can't go live for another six months like we have mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to to fix and clean up and then of course. Those those five users are like, hey, we want to have, we want to see this in there, and we want to see that, and we want this feature, and we want that, gotcha. and the the most sort of, um, I don't know, I, I guess maybe the most dangerous thing that could happen to a software development company is users, right? And I and I don't mean that negatively. I just mean that <laughs> people will ask you for the world, and you really have to make a decision is this good for all of our users? Is it worth us investing in creating this? You know, what type of support overhead is it going to create? I mean, we have people every day that ask us to do this and do that. And and it's like, what's good for the, the goose sometimes is not good for the gander. Just because mm-hmm. it's good for five agencies doesn't mean that it's good for everyone else and it's going to be adopted by everyone else and it's going to be used by everyone else. And so uh, software development is... It's it's tough, man. It's a it's tough sledding because it's just uh, it's competitive. It's hard to find really good uh, developers. A lot of the good ones are already taken by other huge companies and they're full time for those companies. So it's uh, it's challenging, man. But it's it's also what makes it kind of fun. And it, it can de- differentiate one company from the other is that their support model and how they, how they, what, what their their long term like roadmap is for the software. Like, what are they going to put in there six months from now that you know agencies might need or whatever. So it's uh it's tough, man. I mean, and again, you know, Neon or anybody else who's in, in the process of creating a, a software product would probably they're they're nodding their head right now, like they get it. It's tough,
0: right? Yeah. So, dude, as we go forward with agency intelligence, man, we uh, we're kind of building a, a nice little army over here. We've got Aaron Nutting now who yeah. has joined our blogging over here, and I know for all you loyal listeners that don't know, Chris was instrumental in helping her create uh, Arizona Wedding Insurance. Yeah really kind of that was that was an awesome project that you did you have done many since that but that was a
1: really really good one yeah so, man it was cool it was yeah, we, we we've done like well her main website too and there's been countless other ideas that we've we've shared or whatever and that have not really come to fruition just because we're both going 100 miles an hour in our day-to-day grind but um but yeah it's cool to see her working with you man
0: yeah well we're, we're looking at the possibility we're hunting around and pecking around and probably putting i'm uh, going to try and put her on a uh uh, maybe try to do her own podcast. So we're thinking nice. about that. That's kind of a an announcement right there to the loyal listeners. Uh, we have so, not put everything. not put the ink to paper or anything. We're just sure. we're just kicking things around. And uh, and I think it's I think it's important. It has nothing to do with AI or anything. It has to do with. I'm trying to create, as you were talking about a minute ago, a a take trying to take less fragmentation out of where we're getting our communication. It -hmm. may come from different people, but you usually if we're getting it in from maybe one platform that sees it from many different angles, but it, yep. it's a place that we can all come back to and have a general conversation about how we feel about that rather than this being over here in this corner talking and no one knows what's going on over here. And, and I mean, I'll yep. tell you one of the biggest things we're going to talk about this at brain share, man, and, and we'll close this up, but so much, um, it's when, when, One of the things that I think is the struggle, Chris, when we're trying to bring people together in this industry is, for instance, I'm not here to to dog on the big eye. That's not what I'm doing. I want to put a big thing out here for that. But I want to say that one of the most instrumental parts of technology, specifically, is the Agents' Council for Technology. And Mm -hmm. the Agents' Council for Technology is a big eye arm That to be a part of that, you have to be a big I member. And I think that that is very exclusive. And I think that we're going to talk about this at Brainshare. We need to create another organization that I don't want to compete with them. I'd like to actually create this organization to get them to change maybe the way that they're open to this. They have mm-hmm. a lot of great committees on on agents council for technology. Um, they they do a really really good job with some things. It's just that like they just had this committee come out this work group on APIs and integrations, and I'm mm-hmm. talking to Steve Anderson, who's one of the co chairs of it, and he's telling me about this, and I'm like, Steve, like. I didn't know anything about this. And so I go, I go to the insurance agency uh Automated Insurance Agencies Facebook group which is Travis Gensler and his group and I and I hit on there I'm like, "Hey, did you, you guys know about this?" And they're like, "No, we didn't know about this." And so mm-hmm. it seems like the same people are still making the same decisions and 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 I'm and I don't and I'm not going to say I'm tired of it. Once again, I'm not here to do that. I'm here to say we either can sit here and bitch about it. Oh, there I go. Drop another words again. We can either sit here and gripe about it, or we can actually put together a group and say, hey, if you from Agents Council Technology want to be a part of our group, we're completely fine with that um, because mm-hmm. we're just trying to get everybody together. Now, why is the Agents Council for Technology so huge, loyal listeners, is that's where the CMOs, that's where the CTOs, that's where the CIOs always go to those meetings because they know that the movers and the shakers are there what they don't yep. realize is is those movers and shakers their trees are dead and their bushes are dead and they don't have mm-hmm. any more leaves to shake anymore and there's this other group out there is where they need to be paying attention to and well which i think will help spur some of the issues we're having in this industry what yep. what any you got any thoughts
1: on that chris yeah no it's it's a good point i i know i've been to a couple of act meetings um, and you know the one i think area that I think maybe needs to be improved is like, uh, my, my, takeaway was, okay, like we had some good conversations here, but people, I think left just as maybe confused as they showed up. Right. So True. like you can talk about all these ideas and you can have the mastermind meetings and whatnot, but I think people, and especially time strapped non non tech savvy business owners, right. Which, you know, I mean, let's face it, that's a, a large majority of independent agencies, They're looking for answers like they they want people to shorten their learning curve. They want someone to say, look, this is the tool that you should use. We vetted all the other ones. This one's better. This service is better. Use them. And a lot of times the conversation at those meetings is so um, neutral that it it honestly can kind of cloud things and and confuse people even even more. Like people want answers and not necessarily just the conversation part of it, right? Mm -hmm. While that's valuable, you know, people, you know, they fly out to a, a three-day event and spend, you know, $2,500 to $5,000 in, in expenses when it's all said and done. Not, you know, for some, they want they want something more than what they could have done on a free Zoom call, right? Like, mm-hmm. they want answers. They want solutions. They want people to, like, shorten the learning curve and tell them what to do. Just tell me what to do, Chris. Like, I've heard that a million times, Right. Um, true. So I think those conversations are valuable. It, it's something that has to happen. But I, I, in some ways, I think people need to stop being so afraid to like make recommendations and say, you know, this these these guys are better than these guys. You should use them because they're better. You know, it's true. No, it's um, true. So I, I don't know. I you know I have my opinions on that, and, and you know I, I might not be the best person to ask, but I mean. It, it, it's good and bad, right? And it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about a lot of fragmentation of information, fragmentation of technology. There's just so many people talking about stuff and maybe not necessarily really doing it themselves. And you know that that sometimes is a problem in, in and of itself, right? Yep. But it is. It is what it is, man. That's why we have these talks. That's why you have the podcast. That's why you have the event. I mean, yeah trying to fix it right we're trying to fix we it.
0: are trying to fix it and we're doing the best that we can and loyal listeners we can't do it without you and i will admit that that's something that is really it's why we're talking about it on the last day is the group and and it's because i wanted to build up to that so that we can talk about our goods and our frustrations and really dive down and get into the dirt on some of these things but at the end of the day we're going to realize that we're going to need cooperation from other parties outside the insurance in, uh, like uh the independent channel like us a, a- our IAs inside of our agency. We're going to need help from our vendors, from our carriers. And, And I think that we've got to have, that's the thing that's missing. You hit it so much right on. It's like, There's all this information out there, but no one's really delivering answers. And I think it goes back to what I've been saying on the last couple of podcasts and even inside the mastermind, that there is a vacuum of leadership right now. Hanley and agency nation really created that. Not that they filled that void. There was never that, that space. And they really created that is that all out network, right now they were tied behind the scenes from the big eyes. So they were kind of, the strings were being pulled there. But I like what you say to be able to reach out and say, look, this is this is the platform you should be able to, to leave. And yes, maybe we vetted them all. But even if some of the others are maybe even a little bit better in areas, if this one is 80 percent good, then let's just get it and let's use it for everything it's worth. Right. And that, yep. I think, is the main thing. Nothing's going to be perfect. Right. No, ca- no, no car not. you buy, no TV, um, my wife, she tried to get a perfect husband. She married me. She, she was very <laughs> upset, you know? Um, so it's just, you know, it's just that that's the way things are. But Chris, Hey buddy, I'll be seeing you. What day do you get in? Do you get in on Sunday or when do you come in?
1: Yeah. Sunday, uh, Sunday, yeah. like early afternoon. I got to take it's a right. look. I, I got to figure you're out Wednesday evening or yeah, that's yes. gonna
0: be a great time, man. Yep. I'm looking forward to this so much, man. I really truly am. Uh Likewise. uh chest bump to you when I see you. And uh in the meantime, yeah,
1: I'll bring you a shirt and a Yep,
0: yep, yep, gotta have it. And uh they I got the picture from you because you know I gotta go get my shoes to match.
1: People <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, people don't
0: know that I have matching shoes to my sponsor's shirts, and I usually change about every two hours. So it's a, it's just uh, something I enjoy doing, man. Cause uh cause once again. And I mean this with gotta all we gotta it. have fun, but I couldn't do it without you and our other sponsors. I mean, seriously, this stuff is ridiculously expensive. The dinner yep. that we are having is 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 a nice dinner, don't get me wrong, but it's nothing extravagant. But with the dinner and the drinks that we're having, and keep in mind a lot of people don't necessarily drink, it's hundred and sixty-nine dollars a head. Yep. Get the get F it, out of here.
1: That's crazy. I, I p- I know. I, I priced out some stuff for a potential like mastermind thing too, just for like our internal users, and I was like, "Oh my!" It's goodness.
0: ridiculous. Uh, uh, Two hundred and forty-seven dollars yeah. a gallon for a gallon of um, of of coffee for one yep. gallon, which for you guys that know, it makes about twelve cups. So it's, it's unbelievable, but anyways, hey, I'm not griping. It's people like you that make it happen. I appreciate it very much, Chris. I really do. But hey, and for all you loyal listeners, you, you know I you hear me talk about Chris all the time. You hear his podcast commercials, but I want you to know personally, I have six of his of his uh, of his websites. Okay, and nearly uh, I'm going to say half to more than half, especially by the survey we just sent out, are um, inside the mastermind. Use him. And I mean, to be honest with you, loyal listeners, I say this and I've talked to other agents who have said this. This is no BS. I get frustrated when people get on online, LinkedIn or Facebook, and they'll say, hey, um, who should I be looking for my websites? And people will say other people other than you, Chris. It it makes (laughs) me mad, dude. I'm like – are you serious right now? And then, and then I really get violently mad at the other half who who want to say, "Hey, I need a spot where I can do it myself." Right? Then I really want to shake right. somebody. Then I I, I really want to look them up on Facebook and fly there and knock on their door and say, "What are you doing, bro? Why are you doing your website?" You know what I mean? But yet, this yep. is the same person who will tell his consumer that they shouldn't go online and do their own insurance. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, 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 don't <laughs> yeah. I don't know I don't know I don't know. Chris, yep. Chris, I appreciate yep. your time, buddy. Thanks for everything you do, man. No, no. I'll see you this
1: weekend. And
0: uh if anybody wants to get
1: a hold of you, where do they hit you up at, Chris? Uh com or Chris at Advisorevolved.com. And like Jason said
0: for the first five years, it's not advisors, it's not plural. It's advisor
1: <laughs> evolved. All right, man. I'll... You're like, they're the best, but you can't pronounce <laughs> it. It's it's cool. I'll I'll get over
0: it. All right, man. I'll talk to you later.
1: All right, buddy. Tell ya.
0: Hey, and just so you guys know, um, once again, it, you know, this has been another episode of Agents Influence Conversations with Jason Cass. And today I had Chris Langill on, and uh, it was a good one. I think that you definitely like it. But just remember, in the meantime, tell me your ideas, tell me your thoughts, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. I'm out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it.